It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, that was fun. I'm James Erpine, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. It is 1 a.m., and I don't know about you, but uh, I couldn't wait for this podcast, to do this podcast, because I got to eat my words. I was dead wrong. I picked Ravens 20 to 17, and A.J. Green was responsible, along with Randy Bullock, extra points for more than the 20 points I predicted for the Ravens. Bengals win. They're 2-0, 34 to 23 over the Ravens. We're loaded at 1 a.m. on the Locked On Bengals podcast. I, I'm doing this because I want you, the fan, to have something to listen to on the way to work that puts you, well, in a good mood. And I think you're going to love today's podcast. I know it's not produced like normal. I'm not in the studio. I'm not going to lie about that or try to fool you at all. Here's what I will tell you. You're going to hear plenty of highlights, including Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham, A.J. Green's three touchdowns. You're going to hear from the man himself, A.J. Green, plus Tyler Boyd. I caught up with him. That is Andy Dalton's safety net. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say that before. You saw it now on the field. We'll get to that interview as well. Just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm on Twitter at James Erpine. Close to 8,000 followers. Give me a follow. I'm like 15 away. Get me there. Uh, also at Locked on Bengals on Twitter. We're approaching 1,800 on the Locked on Bengals Twitter account, which I, I love as well. And I want to dive into this game. There's so much I want to talk about when it comes to this game. And, and the first thing that, that I think that, that comes to mind is the start they got off to. It's the start they got off to. This team is known for what? Flopping in prime time. Is known for what? Not wearing two chin straps against the AFC North opponents. And I get it. Joe Flacco struggled in Cincinnati. He was 3-6 and six entering tonight. But there was, very, there, there was cause for concern. I mean, if you listen to national hosts, I heard Dan Patrick uh, on Thursday laugh at the idea that the Bengals could win. I heard... Uh, multiple nationals just laugh at the idea that this Bengals team is going to uh, be successful this year. Remember, Andy Benoit, MMQB.com, said four and twelve. A lot of a lot of people said four and twelve. This team is two and zero. Oh. And Andy Dalton, AJ Green, what did they do on Thursday night that they haven't done in the past? Well, they won in prime time. Going into last night's game, I can say last night, even though technically uh, I haven't went to bed yet. It's one a.m. It is crazy to think, but they've only won about 24% of their primetime games since 2011, the Andy and AJ era. So if they've only won 24% of their games in primetime, and they've been preaching change all offseason about how it's going to be different, well, you wanted to see that in primetime, right? They're one primetime game this year, and I think you saw that tonight. That was my biggest takeaway is Andy showed up and played well. AJ Green showed up and played well. Tyler Boyd showed up and played well. The defensive line showed up and got after Joe Flacco early and often. Forced turnovers, playmaking ability that we hadn't seen in past years. And then when they got punched in the mouth after being up 28-7, to what did they do? 
they countered. They ran time off the clock. They kicked a field goal, which you might be upset about, but at the end of the day, it put them up eight, and it let their pass rush unleash, and they shut the game down. Sean Williams ended it. I got some highlights coming up for you. But, yeah, that is the biggest takeaway. They made plays. And this team a couple of years ago in 2016 wouldn't have made plays. This team last year wouldn't have made plays. Let's hear A.J. Green. This is how it sounded. Dan Horde, Dave Lapham, A.J. Green for the first time in his career, three touchdowns. Here's how they sounded on the Bengals radio network. Dalton takes a pitch to the left, rolls out to the right. Got him. Throws into the back corner yeah. of the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. Nice. Adriel Jeremiah Green with his second touchdown in as many weeks. Well, what they did, Dan, is they ran a run fake to the left. Andy Dalton reversed his, his field position and rolled out to the right. He faked the pitch to the left, rolled out to his right. A.J. Green ran a nice route along the back line of the goal line. Worked himself open. Andy Dalton threw a strike on the move. A.J. Green lined up to the left side and ran all the way across the back side of the, the back line of the end zone for a touchdown. Fake pitch by Andy Dalton. Left, roll right. Nice design, nice execution. Dalton will throw it on third and one. His pass nice. caught in traffic. Nice. A.J. Green Go, breaks the tackle. Go, streaking toward Ooh. the end zone. Yeah. Touchdown, yeah. Bengals. As A.J. Green broke a tackle about two yards downfield and then opened up the long, graceful strides to take it into the end zone for his second touchdown catch of the first quarter. It goes 32 yards. Nice read by Andy Dalton. Blitz again. Got the ball out quickly. Tavon Young missed the tackle. Tavon Young got beaten in coverage. Then to compound the problem, missed the tackle. They blitz the middle linebacker right in Dalton's face. He gets it out. Suggs can't put his hands on it. Breaks the, the tackle by Young. Off to the races, A.J. Green. Shotgun snap. Dalton in the pocket. Throws it toward the left side of the end Boom. zone. Caught for yeah. a Bengals touchdown. A.J. Yeah. Green for Boom. the first time in his magnificent NFL career. Has three touchdowns in a game. And it's only two minutes into the second quarter. A.J. Green got up calmly, gave the ball to the official, and put three fingers in the air. <laughs> Those three touchdowns happened quickly. Andy Dalton to A.J. Green has been magic tonight. Two in the red zone, and, uh, and, and then another one on a tremendous run-after catch by A.J. Green. That ball was in the air for a while. Andy Dalton threw it from the right hash mark over to the left corner of the end zone, and A.J. Green boxed out Humphrey, Positioned himself, made a play on the football. Humphrey was stymied. Adriel Jeremiah Green is damn good at football. He is very good at football. And I caught up with him along with a few other reporters after the game on Thursday night. Here's A.J. Green with myself and others talking about a bunch of different topics, including, of course, the big win over the Ravens. About the way they covered you or played you, a, a surprise? It seemed like they were in man a lot early on. Yeah, like... You know, nothing I haven't seen before. It's hard. It's hard to double me in the slot. Um, it's hard to, you know, try to take me away in the slot when I just can. I have so much freedom to run all over the place. So it was, it, it was male on three touchdowns. I have. I have. I saw two guys over. There. I just. I don't know. I have no clue. I just. <laughs> they back off the blitz in the second half. Uh, I think so. I think, you know, we we're gashing them a couple times, and you know, um, but I said, man, we just played sound offense in the first half and made the plays in the second half that we need. 
Let me ask you something else. Your family all out of South Carolina now, or are there still people down there? Yeah, my, my mom, my dad, they, they up here. They came up here on Tuesday, but uh, a couple of my family members are still down there, um, but they're in safe places, so everybody should be fine. The slant on the third down there for the, when you, the 32 yarder when you mm -hmm. ran it when you ran it yeah. what was that uh, it was just designed to get the first down right yeah designed was just get the first down and like I said man I just saw the ball saw some some grass and made a play how about the uh, the last one he he looked like he put some cheese on it and you boxed out Humphrey yeah just boxed out man I thought they were gonna double me on that one because he was a uh, hard side. Uh, outside leverage, so I was like, no chance I'm getting this, and I just boxed him out, and he gave me the ball. Yeah. So, uh, they, you, I think it was, uh, well, you get three, you never had a three-touchdown game. When you gave the ball to the ref, you, you put up three, so you yeah. knew you had never done it before. Right, 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 so it's good, man, good milestone, keep going, we'll be fine. Uh, not going to sling on this, it's a great game. Do you have any three-touchdown games in college? I don't I have no clue, probably not. <laughs> I'll Google it. Then. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Pretty much as good as a first half as you and Andy have played. And yeah, this, a long yeah, time. this has been a yeah, been good. Is there any? I don't want to say concern because you're one, but do y'all just kind of look at these two games and think if we could just consistently do this, you know, yeah, we, man, we can be really, you know, it's, really it's, good. It's hard to be consistent in the NFL, man. It's hard because defense, everybody has to make, make adjustments. Um, but we made we made the play, we made the drive when we needed, you know, to take some time off the clock and come down. That's what we did. How are you feeling right now versus where you were feeling after week two last year when you guys were 0-2? What's the, what's the difference? I feel great. Because by this time last year, we didn't score any touchdowns, so everybody was asking, like, what's your problem? Are y'all going to score any touchdowns? So now put up 34 points in the last two weeks, that's pretty, that's pretty good. So I have to answer that question. Is that an underrated thing, being able to come up with those plays when you need it? I mean, I think it's a killer instinct it's, thing. Not every team has it. It's, it's definitely hard. Um, but like I said, man, these these practices we had these last couple of weeks was very tough. It was hot. Um, and, you know, Coach Lewis' motto is always, uh, you know, be the – the most conditioned team in the fourth quarter, and I feel like it's really paying off. It didn't hurt that Austin was, Terrell Austin was harping on turnovers all summer, and then lo and behold, you know, right. you come up with two right, right. when you so, need it. Yeah, I exactly, it man. Worked. Defense played unbelievable for us in the second half um, when we couldn't really move the ball. Well, we moved the ball, but really couldn't get any any in, uh, rhythm, so uh, the defense really helped us out. They played awesome. When a lead gets cut from 21 to 5 like that, and you guys are getting the ball, do, do you feel pressure at that point? <laughs> Right. Uh, we, we don't feel no pressure because uh, we know, uh, you know, this game of football, man, is like a roller coaster. So you just got to ride it. Um, and that's what we did. I appreciate it. Man. Thank, Thank you. you. That's good stuff there. That's A.J. Green on the win over the Ravens. Not nervous. Wasn't nervous at all. You heard him there. And I, I think what a difference a year makes. What a difference a year makes. I, I mean, I remember last year at this time following the Thursday night game. And I recorded my post-game recap video. And a little it's still on YouTube. Check it out. Search my name on YouTube. You'll see me saying, will the Bengals fire offensive coordinator Ken Zampezi? Who knows? That's not what they do. They're an extremely loyal organization. But no touchdowns in two weeks, two home games, is unacceptable. The next day, Ken Zampezi was fired. Bill Lazor took over. And uh, you knew exactly how that season ended. So it's just I, I had to ask AJ that. And I thought it was... Very, very interesting. Up next, 
You're going to hear from Tyler Boyd, who is Andy Dalton's safety net. You saw it on Thursday night against the Ravens. It's something I've been talking about for weeks on this podcast, and I caught up with him after the game. You'll hear that conversation next. But first, a word from my bookie, because where you bet just as important is who you're betting on. And I've been telling you guys, my bookie is the place to be. My bookie is uh, it, it's a great source. I mean, if you were going to bet on last night's the Thursday night game, the Bengals were plus one. They were home dogs. I've been saying it all week that that was a game eh, that I was highlighting. And if you would have used promo code locked on on my bookie, guess what would have happened? They would have matched your first deposit up to 100%. That's what they would have done. And uh, they have the fastest payouts in the industry. It's something I use. I love using it. I'm going to use it this weekend. You could use it this weekend. Here's what I would suggest for your Sunday. Because there's no Bengals football on Sunday, but the majority of uh, of Bengals games are on Sunday this year. Enjoy the red zone. Throw some money down with my bookie. Use the promo code locked on and uh, enjoy yourself. Be able to watch a bunch of different games, pay attention to your fantasy team, etc., and pay attention to who you bet on with my bookie. Again, go to my bookie online, use promo code locked on, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100%. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tyler Boyd was great tonight, or or last night, whatever you want to say. Tonight, it's still tonight to me. Tyler Boyd was great tonight, and um, I'll pull up his his final numbers here. But just looking at Boyd, looking at this team, this is exactly how I envision the offense. I mean, this is it. A a hard-to-prepare-for offense. Uh, a team that's hard to guard, that has so many weapons, you don't, it's not predictable. Tyler Boyd had six receptions for 91 yards, averaged 15.2 yards per catch, had a long of 27, was targeted nine times, had a touchdown. He was great on third down. Uh, he's the, the safety net that this offense needs because he's in the slot. AJ's on one side. People have to account for Ross's speed. I know he hasn't had an impact yet, and I've already gotten some tweets about that. That's fine. He's a complimentary player. I get it. He was a first-round pick. I get it. I think he's really good. He's going to be a complimentary player on this team. He just is. Um, but just look at all the, the players that had receptions here. I mean, Andy Dalton will finish 24 of 42 for 265 yards, averaged 6.3 yards per attempt, and had four touchdowns. Had a QBR of 75.8 and a quarterback rating of 107.7. But Andy completed a ball to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight receivers. One to Mixon, one to Ross, two to Croft, four to Bernard, two to Eifert, three to Uzama, five to Green, six to Boyd. It, it's it's very hard to guard that. <laughs> it is very hard to guard that. Uh, he averaged 11 yards per completion. And uh, his long on the day was only 32 yards. But this team is going to be very tough. I know a lot of people have written off the at Atlanta game or at Carolina. I think those are going to be very interesting. We have plenty of time to talk about them. But Tyler Boyd emerging 
Tyler Boyd last year was kind of an afterthought for most of the season up until the end of the year. And uh, now he's a big, big part of this offense. Here's my conversation with Tyler Boyd earlier uh, tonight on the uh, in the Bengals locker room. Earlier tonight is in Thursday night in the Bengals locker room. Tyler, it seems like that, that man to your left, anytime it's third down, He's looking your way. What's, uh, what, what does that mean to come up with big plays on third and long? I mean, it seemed like the back shoulder throw was third and long. I remember a third and eight. It seemed yeah. like a, a lot of the plays were on third down. Yeah, um, we, I think Coach Bill does a great job of calling plays to where we know we're going to get the levers we want to win and the defense that they're going to call. You know, so we just put in a great position, you know, every time when those downs is ready. You know, not just me, but everybody is anxious when third down to come. Everybody want to make that play to keep us on, you know, but particularly me because I'm in the slot moving, finessing around, you know, so I'm always alert. So I just make the play when it comes to me. It seems like the, the red zone offense now, It's at least the difference between now and in, in the past is there's always a plan to get someone specific open. That you're scheming to get you open in the slot or yeah. A.J. open in the back of the end zone on the one where Andy ruled out. It just seems like there's a, a design and a plan to go to this person. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Yeah. But but there, there's more of a plan than in the past. Is that is that okay to say? Uh, yeah, because we got great plan on every route against any coverage. You know, if it's a certain coverage and he knows he's going to go to this guy. If it's, it's this look, he knows to go to this day. So he does a great job of, you know, being a great quarterback and keeping us alive, keeping us right. I'm telling you. He knew you were listening, Andy. That was... <laughs> Um, I asked AJ this, and, and obviously you were here last year, two weeks into the season last year. It was a Thursday night game. It was five days in. You guys hadn't scored a touchdown. N- now two, not, yep, right after the Houston game. Now, now five days in, you guys are two and zero. You, you've scored thirty four points back to back days. You're going to be in first place in the AFC North following the two weeks, regardless of what happens this weekend, just by yourself. What uh, what does it feel? How does it feel uh, versus how you were feeling a year ago? Man, it, it feels great, man. It, it feels like how I thought it was going to be my first year coming in, you know. But I, it's always work, you know. It's always work when you first come in, and you got to always try to prosper each year and, and get better and get better. And that's what me and everybody else in this locker have been doing, you know. That's why we're finally getting to our peak, and that's why we're showing the results that um, we've been, you know, putting on, dedicating our work to, you know, on the field. Does it feel like the game's slowed down for you? I mean, I, I feel like every time I've talked to you about this and you keep growing and growing and growing and performing at a higher level, you certainly seem more confident now than when I, I talked to you, say, a year ago. Yeah. What's changed the most? What's been the biggest difference for you personally? Definitely. Um, the game speed, I adapted to it. That's, that's what it was. You know, when I first got here, the game speed was unreal. You know, I wasn't expecting – well, I kind of expected it, but it's just a big change from college, you know. And now that um, – adapted and I'm in there then it's like you know easy to me it's like it's just practice again like everything just like just it was in college no I ain't gonna say all that but no, no but the but way like, yeah, you, yeah, the way yeah, you yeah, could yeah, perform yeah, in college right 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 I know what you're saying yep basically yeah now that I'm so comfortable and relaxed out there and not having major anxiety and I'm pretty fine what happens now what, what does a an NFL player do after a big win on a Thursday Say that again. What, what does an NFL player do after a big win on a Thursday night? Man, a lot of things could be going through your head, you know, <laughs> drinking, chilling. You know, I, I got my family up here. I haven't seen them in a month, you know, so I'm going to just chill out, go to the crib and just hang tight, probably sip a little bit with them and just, just celebrate the win that way. Well, I'll let you get to it, man. Congrats on the win. I'll Appreciate talk to you next you, week. bro. How about that? <laughs> how about that from Tyler Boyd? At the end, how honest was he that he was saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to go sip a little. I love it. I love it because it – and the reason I like talking with Tyler is he he's pretty open with me. 
and obviously you've heard other interviews where they're not, you know, players aren't open. He's open with me and he was real with me there. Like, yeah, I'm going to go sip a little and celebrate with my family. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where you're probably doing the same thing right now. And, and if you're waking up for work with a headache, then you did the same thing last night, but it humanizes him a little bit. Tyler Boyd's just a dude. <laughs> He's just like you and I, you know, he wants to go out and have a drink. Um, and I, hopefully he gets to enjoy his Thursday night because he certainly earned it. Six receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown for Boyd. Huge down the stretch, made some big plays to extend drives in the Bengals' 34-23 to victory over Baltimore. There's some other highlights from Dan Horde and Dave Lapham that I want you to hear. So without further ado, here's Horde and Lap, the Bengals radio network, ESPN 1530, and uh, how it sounded from the end of the game to, to Sean Williams and his giant play. All, all these stuff I put together about five or six plays. Here's the best of Dan and Lap from last night. Flacco back to throw. Pressure coming from his blind side. Begins scrambling to the left. No, Gino. Being chased by Gino yeah. Atkins, who makes the sack for a two-yard loss. Gino Atkins, nice, nice. So, great coverage down the field. That is the classic coverage sack. They show the double-A gap blitz. They rush four and drop seven. Geno Atkins comes off his blocker and pulls Joe Flacco down from behind. Flacco could not pull the trigger. Sack number one in the books for the Bengals. Flacco accepts a shotgun snap. Run pass option in trouble. Flacco throws it while in the grasp of Sam Hubbard. No penalty flag yet. The officials are talking about it. Quarterback was in the grasp. His forward progress was stopped. Yes, it's a sack. Thanks, Walt. So Sam Hubbard, the young man out of Moeller High School and Ohio State, has his first sack. There's also a penalty flag in the defensive backfield. Oh, boy, let's see if we got holding there. Flacco back to throw. His pass intercepted. Sean Williams, or is it Jesse Bates? It's picked off and run down to the 16. It was Sean w- Jesse Bates. Yes. Jesse Bates. Bates with his first career interception, an overthrow from Joe Flacco, and the Bengals will take over at the Ravens' 16-yard line. Nice read by Jesse Bates, staying deeper than the deepest receiver. Joe Flacco tried to lead his receiver, overthrows, and throws it too wide and high. Jesse Bates reading Joe Flacco's eyes. As the crossing route occurs, breaks on it. Great play by Bates. That's the 24th interception thrown by Joe Flacco here in Cincinnati. Combined against Cleveland and Pittsburgh, he's thrown 21 or 22. He just has real trouble figuring out what the Bengals' defensive coaching staff are trying to do against him. They confuse him regularly up front and on the back end in coverages. Flacco is under center, takes the snap, fakes a handoff, deep drop. Steps into a deep ball, floats it downfield. Get it! Intercepted at the 25-yard line. Sean Williams waiting for that one to float into his arms. And the Bengals take over with their second pick of the day. Carlos Dunlap influencing the throw from Joe Flacco. Carlos Dunlap made him short-arm the football. Carlos Dunlap got into Joe Flacco as he was releasing the football. Hit his arm. He couldn't follow through with that right arm. Short-armed it. And as a result, the ball goes airborne in a high trajectory, and it's almost like you you almost want to call a fair catch. Sean Williams is thinking, is the ball ever going to get here? 
Dunlap hits the elbow. The ball flutters out in a high trajectory, and Sean Williams is the is the beneficiary of it. Now throws over the middle, caught at the 10-yard line. Boy, breaks through a tackle yeah. and takes yeah. it into the end zone. Andy Dalton's fourth touchdown pass of the first half, and the Bengals have restored a three-touchdown lead. Well, they got a mismatch, Dan. They got the matchup they wanted. Tyler Boyd on a wasso, a linebacker. Tyler Boyd is going to win that matchup. He not only caught the football, Owasso missed the tackle, and Tyler Boyd, house call. Tremendous play. They run a little bit of a rub route, and now the linebacker, Owasso, has got him on a shallow cross, and he can't keep up with him. Misses the tackle. Seven points for the Cincinnati Bengals. Flacco waiting for the shotgun snap. Catches the ball. Rolling out to the right. Being chased. Now looking. Still looking. Cuts the arm. Hit from behind. The ball is loose. The Bengals pounce on it at the 28-yard line. It's a fumble, and the Bengals have the ball. Sean Williams Williams with a hammer to the arm of Joe Flacco to knock the ball loose. I believe Hardy Nickerson recovered. It might be Dre Kirkpatrick. It's Dre. The snap, the put down, the spin of the laces, the kick. The distance is good. The kick is good. And that should be... Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. Again, that's Dan Hoare, Dave Lapham, Bengals Radio Network. The the thing, there a couple more things real quick, quick notes before I get out of here and let you go. First one, the Bengals didn't give up any sacks. Zero. Zilch. None. Zip. None. Zero sacks. I would have lost money on that one. <laughs> I would have lost money on that one. I, I just, I would have. Um, But that's the reality of it. Two. First place in the AFC North by themselves through two weeks. This is the first time the Bengals have started 2-0 since 2015. And they will be, regardless of what happens in the Pittsburgh game or the Cleveland game, doesn't matter. They're going to be in first place by themselves after two weeks, like I said to Tyler Boyd. He said it feels good. I think you think it feels good. Don't forget, you can leave a voicemail. I know some of you have already left a voicemail. I couldn't get to them. Obviously, I'm, I'm not in my normal studio, in my normal... Uh, in my normal confines of the locked, the locked on Bengals bat cave. I'm not there right now. Here's what I will say. I will get to your voicemails. Maybe I'll put something together, uh, on, on Saturday, something like that. Maybe Sunday, give you something to listen to, um, over the weekend, get your, your Bengals fixed that way. I want to hear from you though. If you haven't left a voicemail yet, 513-666-0328 is the locked on Bengals voicemail. You can also email me James Erpine at ESPN 1530.com or on Twitter at James Erpine. At Locked On Bengals. Again, Bengals victorious. 34-23 over the Ravens. They're 2-0. First place, AFC North. The offense was rolling. The defense was rolling. Forced three turnovers. Back-to-back weeks, by the way. I got to get this out there. Back-to-back weeks. Game on the line. Opposing offense driving. Bengals have a, a single uh, one-possession lead. And the defense forces a turnover. Terrell Austin, the new defensive coordinator, has been preaching turnovers. The Bengals are getting turnovers. It is working. Shout out, by the way, to the rookies who came in and played well. They played well tonight um, in Sam Hubbard. Multiple multiple rushes or, or multiple pressures, excuse me. Uh, one sack. And, and then Jesse Bates, the interception. Huge. Almost had a second one. Ball. He was a, a half second. Not even a half second. Like a quarter second late on one. And uh, I think the ball went through his hands, too, That the one that went to John Brown deep that set up the Ravens' first touchdown. Um, so that happened. And, and 
I'm trying to think here. Oh, other rookie. Uh, Billy Price. Let's just get an injury update, too. Sorry, my mind's rolling in a thousand different places. Uh, Billy Price is in a walking boot right now. I will update you tomorrow. Marvin speaks at 1145. I will have the latest. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out at James Erpine there. Um, number two, Michael Johnson was seen with a, a knee brace limping through the locker room. He did have a smile on his face. I don't know how bad it is. No, no one knows yet. No one said. Um, the other, Sean Williams, I think he's okay. Not positive on that. He was certainly wincing and in pain. Dre Kirkpatrick was just a cramp. Um, so, yeah, they're dinged up some. And I think I'm forgetting one more. Let's check. I think I'm forgetting at least uh, one more. Who else is it? Oh, and then Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's okay, too. He was talking with the reporter. Sorry sorry about that delay. I think Joe Mixon's okay, too. Um, limping. You get, you get an extra couple of days. Joe Mixon's a young buck. I think he'll be fine. So, overall, kind of dinged up. It's good that they have the a couple of days off now, actually. The Thursday night game after this with all these injuries, certainly beneficial. So uh, I'll keep you up to date with those injuries. I will uh, have more at LockedOnBengals.com. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and every podcast posted on the website as well at LockedOnBengals.com. Have a great weekend. I'll uh, try to get something posted Sunday. Sunday evening. If not, be back at it Monday. I will get to your voicemails, though, I promise. Or your emails or your tweets. I'm pretty good at responding to tweets. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to the, the podcast that covers the 2-0 AFC leading Bengals. I'm James Erpine. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.